Hey guys, and welcome to Fika with Rice, a podcast about life hacks, inspirational life stories, routines, and keys to success. I'm your host, Frederick Van Hoen, and each week I meet some of the most incredible people in the world from self-made millionaires, best-selling authors, experts, and world-class athletes. My goal is to extract their wisdom, mindset, tools, so you can use them in your daily life, but above all, to inspire you. Let's get this Fika started. Welcome to episode 12 of Fika with Rice. This week we meet the LinkedIn unicorn, Dr. Natalia Wachowski, a personal branding expert from Germany. In this episode, we talk about branding, why you, no matter what profession, is a brand already, whether you like it or not, how you can cultivate your brand and brand yourself, a great tactical episode how you can start building your brand. This is Natalia's story. Let's go. Hello, Dr. Natalia. Welcome to Fika with Rice. You are a world-leading personal branding guru, edutainer, top LinkedIn influencer, and have a doctorate in philosophy, which I love, by the way. I'm so excited to have you on the show, and thank you very much for being here with me. I wanted to start this chat by asking you, you were a professional dancer. How did a professional dancer become a personal branding expert? Well, a lot of people might think that one has nothing to do with the other one. But as a dancer, it's about portraying yourself. It's about an audience. It's about being on stage. It's about playing with energy and a little bit of magic. And I think personal branding is everything that I just said. I use personal branding to help people stand out to get the attention, the spotlight, and to spread their own magic. And I mean, dancing was always my hobby. I did that for over 10 years, but I never really wanted to make it my profession. So I danced as a competitive athlete, so German championships and European and even world championships as a soloist and as a group, a small group, I was a choreographer. And at a certain stage, I was also a background dancer. So I was literally dancing on stages in front of, don't ask me, 5,000, 3,000 people, you know, woo, amazing. Very cool for some pop stars or rock stars back then. And uh, I studied social science. So when you study social science, the job for you doesn't exist. So I first worked for a vocational education and training institute. Then I worked in marketing and then I realized, you know what, let me start all over again. So this is when I hit the reset button, uh, locked myself away for nine months, went on a sabbatical to unlearn everything I thought I knew and then built my second life and career. And in that process, I literally failed myself up to the person that I am today and realized that it's personal branding. Wow, you went on a nine-month sabbatical. How old were you and what happened and what did it teach you? I was 29. So I think that the big 30 standing on the horizon freaked me out. I realized that on paper, my career looked amazing because, hey, I had a master's degree in social science. The PhD is just around the corner. And I work abroad. I left Germany to live and work in the United Arab Emirates. And we won awards with a whole team in the Middle East and in South Africa. And we were on the cover of the leading magazines. And you know what? Not only that, 
I drove a fancy sports car. I had a beautiful little flat here in Dubai. I had great friends. We are celebrating, having a good life. I was shopping. So an external person would say, wow, she's really happy and successful. But on the inside, I wasn't. I always felt as if I'm wasting my creativity, my energy, my life at work. I literally felt as if I want to shoot myself. And I was continuously told that I'm too much, too colorful, too loud, too positive, too feminine, too masculine, too, 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 too. And then I realized at a certain stage when I literally had physical pain because I do believe that we all have something in us. Let's call it soul to make it a little bit simpler. And your soul has a reason why it's here. You have something like a, let's say a journey or a mission. And when you don't, when you don't listen to your soul or your heart or whatever, then that little one is like, let me scream louder. And eventually when you're still not listening, it manifests in physical pain because that's the only way how the soul can communicate to you. So I ended up at a stage where I had physical pain, literally such deep pain that I went to the hospital on a regular basis. And the doctor said they don't know where it comes from. But if I continued like that, well, it would get chronic and I would know how that would end. So I literally then realized, okay, obviously there's something I don't know or something that I'm doing wrong. And I, I just surrendered at a certain stage and said, I don't know if there's a God. God, I broke up with you like 10 years ago. Super sorry, but you know what? I had a problem with the church, not with you. You know me. You know, can you guide me, please? I just, I don't know what to do. I just, I'm, I'm tired of suffering. And I think, I don't believe that we are born to suffer and to live a mediocre life full of poor me. And uh. so if you have a bigger plan for me or that soul thing, then talk to me because obviously I'm too stupid to listen or to understand. And then it happened. I quit my job and then gave my best to change the way how I speak, change the way how I think, how I talk, I changed my diet. I let go of the majority of my friends. I learned how to meditate. And I created a long list with all the things I always wanted to do and literally did them. Modeling, um, writing, working in an agency, taking pictures, being an influencer, being part of an yeah, amazing magazine that was regularly published, social media consulting, speaking, humorous speaking, slash a little bit of comedy and eventually figured out what it is that I want to do. And again, it was a very painful journey, full of mistakes. That's very brave of you, Natalia. I think a lot of people, I don't think they, are, they have the courage to go in deep to really find themselves, you know, like you did. I mean, I'm not saying that taking a sabbatical is wrong or, or right. I think it's very brave that you did it, you know, but I think a lot of people, they're just... They're just on the surface and, you know, they're collecting their paycheck. Let's say it's really good. They can do their shopping. They can do their champagne brunches. But they're not going in deep and really thinking, okay, what am I really experiencing here? Am I feeling filled? Am I being sincerely happy? And can I continue like this for the next 5, 10 years, 15 years, you know? 50 years. Well, the yeah, majority exactly. of us, we will turn, what, 90, 100, maybe even 113. 
I absolutely agree with you. Very well pointed. Yeah. You know, a little, um, I did something a few years ago, Natalia. I, um, I wrote down like, it's not a bucket list, but I wrote down very similar like you. Okay. What would, what would I like to do? You know, when I'm 50, what would I like to like look back to who was the 30 year old Frederick, you know? And, uh, I started to write down, okay, I'm going to learn Spanish. He speaks fluent Spanish. Uh, he went to a safari. He went to a survival. Camp. I did like nice. all of these things. Right. Yeah. Uh, and it really grounds you. So I did that, but I like to do something that is another thing that is pretty cool. I learned it from Robin Sharma. He wrote the monk that sold his sold Ferrari. His Ferrari. Yes. I love that book. Yeah. But he said, write down your wins in the end of the year. Write down like the 25 wins. And then I can sort of like check off like accomplishments. Like, I don't know, it could have been like, okay, I went to the desert and I slept there for a week, you know, living a very min minimalistic lifestyle. I don't know, you know. Yeah, absolutely. And there's no right or wrong because it's based on your own values and what makes you happy and what you're curious about and what you want to experience. And it depends on your old self-development journey and how curious you are, how deep you want to go. I decided all in. I, I said down the rabbit hole. I want to know it all. Like if you ask me which pill, the one that is the painful truth. I'm tired of living in this, hi, everything's amazing, hashtag no filter, woke up like this, oh my God, I'm so blessed, this is amazing, oh my God, no, I can't do this, I can't do this. Every now and then being a little bit shallow and silly, fine, but I need depth in my life and I need truth, that's what makes me happy. Do you think that comes from your background and having a doctorate in, in philosophy? I think it's just very, very deep inside of me. I always was a curious person. I always wanted to know more. I always asked why. I always looked at things from a different angle. I am a, also tendency-wise, I am a rather sensitive person with heightened senses. So when I smell something, I, I can tell you immediately which summer it was. Or I'm like, oh they put in this ingredient into it. Or when we're at a restaurant, I'm like, wait, did you put beetroot and chocolate into that bread? And my friends would be like, no way. I was like, okay, let me ask the waiter. The waiter asked uh, the chef and there you go. They put chocolate and beetroot into that bread. So I don't know how you want to call it. Talent, skill, blessing. Maybe I don't need to know. It's just a part of me and that is enough and I know that if I follow this path and I explore this, it makes me happy. And I have a feeling that if I was a ball and you, you would adjust it and it would just make. And when you, when you hear that sound, everything is a little bit like, oh, I arrived. <laughs> there's peace. There's balance. There is, um, there's completion. This makes me happy. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Very interesting, Natalia. I loved that you were sharing how, um, how colorful, how loud, how positive or feminine or masculine, like you got that feedback, you know, from your colleagues while you were like very successful and very good at your work mm. in Dubai where you're still living. Right. I'm sure a lot of people feel like that today. 
and a lot of the listeners too. What advice would you tell those people that have been receiving this feedback? I always ask the question in comparison to whom? If somebody says to, it's like, yeah, in comparison to what? I think it needs you plus what? The rest, the masses. If you measure yourself based on the masses, good luck. <laughs> Let me phrase it that way. Not that I have anything against the masses. I think the healthiest competition that you have is having a look into the mirror and looking yourself into the eyes and asking yourself, am I one step better, kinder, smarter, more advanced, more positive, whatever the traits are that are important to you than I was yesterday? If your answer is yes, congratulations, keep it up. Because if you do that for a year, you are 365 steps better. Imagine you do it over 10 years, over 50 years. Wow. This is the only comparison that you should have. Sure, you can get inspired by role models or by your competitors and quotation marks, but only get inspired. Don't breathe and suck that in because if you are like I am, or just a tiny bit like it, it might end up in anxiety or in stress. So see it as something out there in front of you, but don't obsess with it. And people who say stuff like you are too, they have a problem with you. That doesn't mean that you need to have a problem with yourself, right? It's their opinion. Most probably you triggered something in them that they haven't accepted about themselves or that they might like to be. And instead of seeing it as an opportunity to grow, they say, no, you're wrong. You're bad at that, at that. This is a behavior that the majority of successful people don't express, if I want to phrase it that way. It's true. I agree with you. One of my mentors told me that a, a race driver, like a Formula One driver, I mean, he or she is so focused on himself or herself and the road ahead of himself or herself, not the person next to you or behind you. Like it doesn't make you drive faster by looking at somebody behind you, right? And if you can just focus on improving yourself just 1% per day, like you're saying, you're 365% better, you know, after a year. Absolutely. And I think it was Gary Vaynerchuk who once said, when you look back all the time, you start to get neck pain. Stop doing it. Uh, that's a good one. <laughs> I like that. I was laughing. Like, yeah, there's some truth in it. Yeah. Let's dive into personal branding because you're the personal branding guru here. And thank you. And, you know, a lot of things that we learn in business school, I went to business school, you know, the one-on-one -on -one marketing is like, well, you have to be authentic, right? Mm -hmm. But... I mean, we all have seen Instagram the last few years. I think authentic is, is the furthest word that Instagram was, right? Why has being authentic and being yourself suddenly became, become so powerful right now on social media? Where do I start this? I could, I could answer this question from so many different angles, but let me phrase it that way. 
a lot of people say, just be yourself, just be authentic, just be da 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 And if it was just, that means it would be easy. And if it was easy, everybody would do it. But not everybody does it, which means it's difficult. So first of all, we need to kill the just because it's difficult. Then the word authenticity also confuses a lot of people. And I also, I mean, the definition of authenticity doesn't exist. So what does authentic mean to you? Does authentic mean you're speaking your truth? You are being yourself? And this is then when the beautiful idea of personal branding comes in. You have a personal brand if you like it or not, because your brand is what other people say about you in the room, as Jeff Bezos said, or Seth Godin has also a beautiful quote that I always butcher. It's very, very long, but his core idea is that your brand is the set or the conglomerate of your stories, your content, how you speak, what you say, what you do, your values, da 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 da, that have an impact on the question. Am I going to buy from you? I, the consumer, or I, the employer, am I going to hire you? Or I, the potential client who want to hire you as a coach? So basically, it is communication. It is marketing communication. It is making sure that people understand who you are, what you do, what you stand for. And it is totally legit to adjust your personal brand, adjust your messaging to be aligned with your target. And your target is to get that job, to get hired, to make people buy stuff. And you decide how far you go in shaping your perception and the impression around your personal brand. And because it's our basic need as human beings Or let me rephrase that. We human beings like symmetry. We like beauty. We like aesthetics. So not playing with that would be silly. The big question now is how much do you play with that? And I think this is where we totally disconnected from reality, whatever that means. Because if you use great makeup or if you use fantastic filters, use them. Nobody has a problem with that, but please then don't say hashtag no filter. And there's also no need to claim something or to portray something online and be another person offline. That doesn't make sense. The art of personal branding lies in being the same person online as offline. Because imagine you're, you're portraying something amazing and fancy and sophisticated online and then people meet you in person and you're a total different individual you will disappoint them um, they might not work might not want to work with you so it's a lose-lose situation for both parties it doesn't make sense so what's the core message here yes enhance your personal brand enhance your messaging your appearance play with it and Don't try to be something that you're not or don't go to the extremes. This would be my, my recommendation here. Thank you for that, Natalia. And I mean, I've been, you have like a very impressive LinkedIn profile where, you, where you're an influencer, I would call you like that. And 
I hadn't met you before this conversation, right? But mm -hmm. I want to compliment you because the way you behave, communicate, look like, it's really corresponds to what you're writing and what you're portraying yourself online. So Thanks kudos so to you. That's the goal. I mean, live what you preach. And then again, I mean, how, how disappointing would it be if I'm let's say, portraying myself as somebody who's really interested in speaking the truth and who, who's fascinated about human behavior and marketing. And this is the, the person that you see on LinkedIn and Instagram. And now we're having a conversation and it's a life conversation. And you don't know me and we're having our conversation. You realize, whoa, that woman shallow as... Like, this would be disappointing for you. There would be lots of pressure on me. It wouldn't make sense. So why this whole theater in the first place? But I guess if we all worked a little bit more on ourselves and learned to fully accept and love ourselves and not again the social media hashtag, but no, no bad vibes, positive vibes only. This is not how life works. We need to learn to integrate everything into our life. The light and the dark, the... The sun and the moon, the pretty and the ugly, the I love people and sometimes I just want to choke you. And that's okay because this is what it means to be a human being. And we are so afraid of being judged. We're so afraid of, of showing our human side, of acknowledging that we're not perfect. Uh, P.S. Perfect is an illusion. It does, you can't reach this. You can't achieve this. So why don't you start portraying yourself on social media and build a personal brand that the 13-year-old you would have needed? And if you do that, you might inspire another person to do that and another person. And this is how we create a, a wave of change to a more human and a more flawsome, as I call it, full of flaws and nevertheless awesome movement, social media content, awareness. It's really not that difficult. But you know what? It starts with you and me and you and the other person that's listening. That's awesome. I love that word, Flosso. It's true. I mean, I wish more people were using social media to put out like good stuff and good vibes and but while being real, you know? Exactly. Yeah. But okay. Uh, Natalia, let's say that I'm working for Siemens, mm -hmm. you know, I'm a project manager and I mean, I have a good salary, you know, I'm married, I have my children, for example, like, why should I be so, why, why would I need to work on my personal brand? Because again, you have one. So, and you could, I mean, if you're in a place where you say everything is just complete, I'm super happy where I am emotionally, financially, I know that I'll stay in that G Siemens job forever because it's so safe. Unrealistic. But okay, let's assume that this was the reality. Then you don't need to work on your personal brand. And I'm not saying here that Siemens is uh, getting rid of people. I'm saying that a lot of people live based on the illusion once they work for somebody and they have an open-ended contract or a contract for three years, that means they will definitely stay and they will be allowed or enabled to do that job for that time. 
that's unfortunately not true. So personal branding for me is a career insurance. I see it as a backup plan. I see it as an asset that you invest in, something that will be part of you for the rest of your life. And if you're somewhat interested in personal development or growth, then it makes sense to share your insights, to clearly say who you are and what you do. Because if you first understand that and then communicate that to the world, for example, by optimizing your LinkedIn profile and every now and then also writing a post, what's going to happen is when people Google you, they will find your LinkedIn profile. And if they like what they see, if they resonate with you, they might connect with you. It might be a recruiter who offers you a better job opportunity. It might be a friend that you forgot about, that you had a great time 10 years ago, who finds you. It might be a mentor. It might be a collaboration partner. It could be anything. I believe that by clearly communicating your personal brand, you open the door to opportunities in a big, huge, wide way. And you never know what, what happens after that. So instead of being let's say, the passive victim of the opinions of what others say about you, slightly adjust it. Make sure that when I use a search engine and I type in your name, that I see at least three entries of you that make you look good in quotation marks, which means it's aligned with your career and your personal targets. And you never know what comes out of it at the end of it. That's a good advice for people. I think most people like they, they're so comfortable in their life and with their jobs that they're not really thinking about their personal brand. They might not even think that they have their own brand, you know? So very true. Yeah. So I mean, let's say that I'm 25 year old, you know, or 24. I just graduated from the university. I'm smart, I'm really driven. What advice would you give to a person in that situation? Related to life or to career or in which direction? I would say, I mean, let's put it this way. Life and personal branding. Life and personal branding. Yeah. Personal branding, if done correctly, is a holistic concept. I believe in a holistic concept. That means it's from the inside out, offline and online. If you or the other way around, design the time to truly figure out what makes you happy, what you're good at, what kind of job would make you happy, what kind of people you want to work with, where, when, how long, do you want to work from home, do you want to work in an office, do you want to work in a big company, in a medium-sized company, in an agency, do you want to start your own business? Let me phrase it that way nobody's going to come and save you and say, here's your perfect job. You just need to sign here. This fairy or this unicorn or whatever, unfortunately, it's not going to knock at your door. And it's painful and it's annoying. And this is what growing up means. It means taking responsibility for your own life and career. Your career is part of your own life. So yes, go out, have fun, travel, do whatever you need to do and allocate a specific amount of your time to really dig deep and to ask yourself these profound questions about you, 
about how you want to add value because ultimately every job on this planet helps another person. We're here to help. I mean, the way how society works is I do something and then you pay me for that and somebody will need that or you solve the problem. Okay, nice. So how do you want to solve problems? And when you do that, you increase the likeliness of ending up in a job or designing a job, being found, being offered a job that allows you to express yourself, that allows you to shine, that allows you to help more people. And when you do that, you will feel healthier, you'll be healthier, you'll have more energy, you'll laugh more, you'll sleep better, you'll be less stressed, you'll very likely make more money, you will design a network of fantastic people. In short, you will have then designed something that a lot of people are just dreaming of. And those people who are happy and successful, in my perception, are those people who really understood that success and happiness are very, very individual and personal concepts. You need to figure out what that means to you. Yes, get inspired by media and social media and movies and by the careers of others. But if having a fancy title, having an amazing own office or traveling twice per month or earning 20,000 per month or whatever it is, doesn't make you happy. Although you thought it should make you happy, but obviously it doesn't. You're not broken. You don't need to be fixed. You just learn something about yourself. So if that does make you happy, okay, put it aside. What will make you happy? And then talk to either if you already work somewhere, uh, to a line manager or to your boss, whatever, and say, hey, I discovered about myself that I want to do more in this direction. I already have an idea. Can I create or can I do more? And everybody who has a somewhat sane, somewhat leader-oriented boss or line manager, this manager will say, of course, sure. But if you realize that you're hitting a glass ceiling or that there's no interest in helping you to yeah, tap into your full potential, then it might be a good time to look for a new employer or maybe even start your own thing. A lot of valuable advices, Natalia. Very, very advice. A lot of good advice. I, uh, it is true. I think a lot of people, they, they feel a lot of anxiety and stress, you know, mm -hmm. especially when they're starting careers, you know, their careers or when they are in a career and they've been there for a few years and they don't want to give that up because they're very comfortable. They have a very good paycheck. They know their job. They're good at it, but they might not love it, you know. Hmm. Only you can make the decision if you stay or if you go. But if you wake up in the morning and you think, and you need at least a huge coffee with caramel syrup in it and two chocolate croissants and then speed to work and get a speeding ticket to somehow feel something, that's the old me, mm, it might be time for a change. And that's very diplomatically said, like, get the out of there. Because no, you, you're going insane. Why are you doing this to yourself? You don't need to go through so much pain. It's true. I heard you in previous conversations and, and podcasts and interviews recommend that it could be good to 
perhaps invest in a very good professional LinkedIn photo mm-hmm. and getting your profile fixed up, perhaps getting a, a website up and running is not very expensive. What are, is there a process around that? Is there like a three-step system or something that people can take, like take action on today from this conversation that they should be thinking about, maybe do some homework on so they can start building their personal brand? I would first first start offline with really answering a handful of questions. And I mean, some people that I work with, they call it positioning. So this is the foundations of your personal brand. So what is it that you do? What kind of problem do you solve? Number two, for whom? Who's your target audience? Is it a specific industry? Is it um, a specific company size? Is it somebody a specific department? Mm, what makes you interesting or unique or special? If I put you in a room with other candidates who would do the same, you know, why would I choose you? Why do you stand up? What makes you like the person that I should work with? How do you want to be perceived? Do you want to be perceived as smart, as funny, as somebody who's a good listener? Well, then make sure that when you act, you act in that way. And there are many other questions, but I think let's start with those. Then I would update my LinkedIn profile and make sure it's public. And I mean, the easiest way is to literally just have a look at my profile, see what you like, and then get inspired by it and implement it on your own. I mean, I've also written a book. um, It's called Personal Branding, the Think Natalia Method. Um, That's how it looks like. It's available on Amazon for less than 15 euro. And in there, I literally guide you, take you by the hand and once again, ask these questions, show you the first steps of optimizing a LinkedIn profile, step number two. And step number three would be working on your network. So invite people, also people that you haven't met in real life yet, and make sure that you connect with them. Tell them what you have in common, write a personal message and ask yourself in a perfect world, whom would you like to have in your network? And then you start creating content. So the web page might feel a bit overwhelming. See your LinkedIn profile as a web page and take it from there. And when you do that, when you start with 15 minutes once per week, hey, once we see the results, I'm very sure it will be twice per week and then maybe three times per week. It's a process, it's a journey. So start somewhere, be gentle to yourself and understand that building a personal brand is a little bit like running a marathon. So don't run like run a sprint for 100 meters and then say, are we there? Are we there yet? No, wait, a marathon is something around 42 kilometers. You just ran 100. So relax, take a short break and continue. That's some really great tips. We'll make sure to tell our listeners a little bit more about your book as well. So you can, so people can learn more about this. Thanks so much. Awesome. Natalia, we also hear often that content is king. And content is important when you're building your brand and you want to put content out there, perhaps through LinkedIn articles or just like status updates. Mm. How do one know what content to put out there? Mm. See your content a little bit like as if you would be a magazine publisher. That's nothing else. I mean, I personally, I don't buy magazines anymore, but sometimes when you're somewhere waiting, 
you know, you grab a magazine and it's all about beauty or it's all about architecture or it's all about finance or it's all about cooking. And it's full of beautiful pictures and headlines and da, 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 da. And this is what your content should be about. It is an online magazine for your audience. So your content is not so much about you. Again, it's not, look at me, I'm the best. Oh my God. No, it's about or it's for your audience. So when you design a LinkedIn profile, you need to have a goal in mind. What do you want? Do you want to find a job? If yes, what kind of job? Are you already in a job and you want to find a better one? Do you want to expand your social network? Because you know that the power in your career, I mean, in general, the more amazing relationships you're going to have, genuine, diverse, that are really deep on both ends, um, the more opportunities in your life you're going to, to have and the better your life will be. So you better start investing in your network. Do you want to become a better content creator? Do you, is there something that is annoying the hell out of you and you need to give it a voice? Or do you, do you like writing and it just comes naturally? Are you good in drawing complex ideas, making them small into doodles or whatever? Do you have an artsy touch and you want to share that with the world? What is your reason for using social media or in this situation, LinkedIn? Get clear on that and then create content for your target audience. So let's say you are a fresh graduate and you're looking for a job as a marketing manager in a medium-sized company. Okay, fine. If you were a marketing manager or junior marketing manager, what kind of, how would your day look like? What kind of things would you do? What kind of problems would you be confronted with when you were in that situation? Create a list and then create content that shows me that you understand your stuff. So you could share an article that you read about marketing and say why you like it so much. You could talk about your master thesis in which you had a specific topic around marketing and say why you're so excited about this. Or you talk about the internship that you had working in marketing. And there's this one story that showed you that there's a difference between textbook marketing and real-life marketing. If you create stuff like that, the right employer is going to see you and say, eh, we're looking for somebody like you, send us a CV. That makes life so much easier. So don't think so much out of the perspective, what do I need to post to look good or hot or that people will say, yes, that's amazing. You're not doing it for the applause or for the recognition. You're doing it to achieve a specific target. So be very strategic in mind and don't make it for your ego, but really serve your audience. Does it add value? And how do you add value? On social media, there are three different ways how you can do that. On the one side, you can teach people, educate them, inform them, share information. Then the second one is you can entertain them. So you can be funny. You can create something beautiful. You can be inspiring. Or you go for option number three that I call edutainment. So you take one and two, throw it together, and get it out there. This is the art of content. And this is when we already talk about content marketing. And yes, it's a journey. 
But I recommend you start today and see where that takes you because the majority of people are content consumers. And if you want to be seen, if you want to build a thought leadership personal brand, you need to change from consuming into creating. So instead of listening to podcasts, why don't you create a podcast? Instead of reading all of these articles, why don't you start a blog? Instead of watching all of these shows, why don't you create your own show? Of course, you do your own stuff for personal development purposes, but swap from consumer into creator and see, yeah, what kind of amazing effect that will have in your career. It's a great advice, the, the last one, Natalia. I, I really like it because I, I've always been a curious person, you know, myself. I've always been like that kid who'd be like, okay, so what do you do? <laughs> you know? Yeah, exactly. What's that like? You know, I was yeah. like... What do you do when you wake up? What do you have for breakfast? And, you know, pre-pandemic, I've always been like a big, well, networker. I'm always like, oh, this person seems interesting. Let me send her a message. Like, mm. let me invite her for lunch or like to have a yeah. coffee or something just to talk. Yeah. And then I've always been a big podcast listener. And I was like, you know what? Why don't I just create my own podcast and I can network, I can yes. like, and I can meet interesting people and we'll have thousands of people listening, you know, at the same time yeah. and everyone wins. Absolutely. You build your own community. This, your podcast, your show is an asset. You're helping so many people. You express yourself, you share your wisdom, you share your experiences and um, the right people will know that and will hire you or buy yeah. from you. It's true. Thank you. What are some bad recommendations you hear about personal branding? Bad recommendations. That's an interesting one. Give me a second. What is something when I hear it that I'm like, Ech. well, sometimes the idea of follow your passion is not a good idea because we live in a society that is very, very dependent on making money. I believe that if your basic needs, like having a house or sleeping, like sleeping somewhere, having a roof under, like over your head and, and making sure you have something to eat, this needs to be covered. If you haven't found a way how to monetize your passion, make something first so you get the money, then learn how to monetize your passion and then turn your passion into your business or whatever it is that you want to do. Don't crawl and just suffer for years because eventually it's going to work out. No, come on. Get experts on board and get there faster. Ah, there's no need to, to suffer so much and to go through, through so much pain. Um, so I think this is important. Mm, what else? I mean, some people also... It makes sense. And again, sometimes it doesn't make sense. Some people say, oh, you need to be omnipresent. You need to be on TikTok, Instagram and LinkedIn and Clubhouse and uh, whatnot. Yeah. I mean, if you have a team of six people who create content for you, good luck. Of course, you can do that. If you're Gary Vaynerchuk, Grant Cardone, Huda Beauty, of course. But if you start... That's just, with all my respect, moronic and overwhelming. So instead of being everywhere and being mediocre, start with one platform, be good on it, and then hire somebody. I mean, you could always get a freelancer living across the ocean. 
there are platforms like Fiverr or Upwork. You don't need to do everything on your own. I mean, you can always get a social media virtual assistant or ask a friend and you do something for that friend. So omnipresence, yes, and not in the beginning because it's just, forget it. And another last bad advice. Let me think. I'm thinking at the moment when it comes to especially CVs and applications. Mm, Like a lot of people, they focus a lot on, oh, you need to have a great CV and you need to stand out with your CV and you need to do something fantastic. Yes, that's all true. And forget the CV first. Really understand that ideally you find other ways you need to do like the the way how the job search process works nowadays is very different from how it was 50 years ago and the majority of people still apply and look for jobs how people did 40 or 50 years ago we have social media so create content optimize your profile network and all of that do that first and then when people ask you to send a CV fantastic but don't Just create a CV and then apply everywhere and then apply for 300 jobs and complain that you, oh, I didn't find anything. Yeah, because you're one of hundreds or thousands. Find a smart way how to be seen and to change the game instead of obsessing with having the perfect CV. Because once people have seen you in action, seen your content, which is already a specific work piece that you've created, the CV is just a formal document and it will not be the first judging aspect or the first, the key into the door. It's just, ah, oh, yeah, okay, whatever. I like you anyway. Now we can put that into a folder where we need document stuff. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah, I, I agree with you that uh, job searching has really changed, you know the last 50 years. I mean, I would also claim that it has changed the last 10 years, you know? Yeah. I mean, the first thing employers do today is, okay, Natalia, okay, who Natalia? I'm going to Google exactly. her, you know? And then they're exactly. going to they're gonna check Google images and they're going to see what pops up, you know? So, yeah. yeah. So make I sure did. that the pictures that pop up are good pictures. Don't exactly. post everything. Exactly. <laughs> I just have a couple of more questions, Natalia. You have a massive community on LinkedIn. Uh, You're the LinkedIn unicorn. (laughs) What advice would you give to someone who wants to grow his or her community on on LinkedIn or any social media? Mm -hmm. I know you've already shared some advices today, but if there's one or two big, big actionable advice people can take from today and start today, what would that be? Mm -hmm. There's this beautiful video of, I think, Derek Sivers on leadership or how to build a movement. Um, I think it was Derek Sivers. I can never remember. So basically, the idea is there is a gentleman and he, I think it's, it's summer and he's somewhere standing on a mountain. And people are picnicking and like having a picnic and the sun is shining and people are you know, just having fun. And he likes the music and he stands up and dances. He's a guy, I don't know, maybe in his early 20s. So he just stands up and dances. And people are like, who the 
Ah, you're crazy. You're weird. You can see in their views like uh, this one. Cool, cool. Okay, the guy doesn't doesn't care. Just dance like woo. Everything at the same time. Then after some seconds, there is a second guy who joins. And what is super interesting is that the initiator, the leader, doesn't think that he's better or dictates down how to move or whatever. He engages with the other dancer in person. They're having fun. It's like you and me together. Hey, yo, bro, this is cool. And it's really on the same level. And other people are again like, who are you? Whatever. And then there is a third person who joins. And they are including the person into the circle as well. And they're having a good time. And then there's a fourth person and a fifth and a sixth. And you can see a time clock. And within less than three minutes, you can see a mass of, I don't know, 80 people, 100 people being on that mountain, everybody dancing. And people are joining because they're having the fear of missing out. So this video beautifully describes human behavior and human behavior in groups. And you don't need to study psychology to understand the basics behind it. So what do we learn when it comes to building our online community? Treat the first follower as an equal or the first connection as a real human being and ask how you can help him or her. If you make that person happy, if you add value to his or her life, he or she will go out and tell her friends. And next time, the friends will come. And if you treat these friends with respect and, hey, I'm writing about personal branding or I love stamps or I'm obsessed with photography or I'm all about the best cooking recipes. I don't know what you're interested in, but you have a theme that you write about. And when you can help these people and they're happy, again, they're going to tell their friends. And then... Sooner or later, you're going to have more and more and more followers. And it doesn't matter if you have five, a thousand, 10,000, three million. It really doesn't matter which status or which amount of followers you reach. Treat everybody as a real human being and design the time to communicate with them on a daily basis. There's so many people who, once they reach a certain stage, are like, I know I'm better, like, I'm not doing this. I think, especially when you're at the top, whatever that means, when you've built an audience, let me rephrase that, it is somewhat your duty to connect with them and to spend time with them. And I do that literally every day since seven years. I check in every day for 30 minutes. Sometimes it's longer when a post really gets a lot of visibility. And I talk and I listen and I just show people and appreciate them and answer the questions because it's a community. I, I don't, I'm not interested in a followership, follow my, like, like sheep. Uh, you want to build relationships. You want to help them. You want to be there for them. And then when you do that, um, they will talk again about you. They will send you clients. They will implement what you say. They will have a better life. They will be healthier. They'll be happier. It's beautiful. It's fun. It's a win-win for everybody. And I think this is how it's really done. And for some people, it just seems so complicated because they, they treat followers as something abstract. Let me put it that way. I, I once heard one of my followers say, or my community members or person I was connected with, she said, Natalia, I just have 500 followers. Like, this is terrible. 
no, I, I can never, ever uh, grow my business with that. And I said, okay, so what is it that you're actually selling? Don't ask me what it was. Let's say she sold, uh, um, what would be, let's say she was an architect and she, or an interior designer and she would help you design a more beautiful home. I was like, okay, so you have 500 followers in quotation marks. Imagine you would rent an arena or a ballroom and you would have 500 people in there and you would have a presentation and in the end pitch do you think somebody would buy stuff from you and she's like yeah of course i'm like social media is the same you have 500 people there so why don't you present to them and then invite them to buy from you and she was like oh i'm like eh. same same but different as they say here yeah, I love that, you know, and I, I love that, uh, you know, you, you call yourself an entertainer and I'm really enjoying listening to you and watching you, Natalia. It's amazing because what I see online is what I get here live, you know, like you're being real. And I love that because I'm all about being real, you know, so that's amazing. Like, really, I love those advices. I think I've heard that advice before, actually, in this podcast. We had a guest, I think uh, two weeks ago, who, who mentioned the same advice. It had mm -hmm. nothing to do with personal branding, but it was yeah. about growing your following and so on. So thank you for sharing that. Um, You're welcome. Imagine if your 95-year-old self traveled back to Germany or to Dubai and came right to you right now. What advice would she give you? What would the 95-year-old Natalia tell you? <laughs> she would say... I'm looking for the right words. I know already a message, but I'm looking for the right words or the harshness of the tone. Mm. Should be something like, babes, slow the down. <laughs> it's like, you're working too much. You're still taking yourself too seriously. Relax. It's okay. It's going to be okay. Yeah, because I'm, I, I posted about this, I think, yesterday this year i gifted myself with a coach for one year or with a mentor and the focus is performance and well-being i am a person that likes to achieve that likes to build and create and make big stuff and for lack of a better word i would say let's say there is male energy and female energy or there are typical male traits and female traits so I'm more home in my male energy or my male traits, which is do, fight, go out there, conquer, achieve. And it always was like that. And it's amazing. And I reached a point in my life, I'm now in my mid-30s. More often than not, I'm exhausted. I'm like, why am I doing that? Can there be more flow and more ease? So what I'm learning this year is to tap into my female traits, my female energy, while still being a killer, badass entrepreneur, entertainer, whatever. And I know, like the last five months have been super deep. I mean, when I worked with my coach, there was a lot of childhood trauma removal and wrong beliefs gone out of the house and new habits and whatnot. And over the last five months, I have learned so much and I became so much more balanced and calmer. And when I think me at the age of 95, 
amazing. Really looking forward to that. <laughs> I think that's a good advice. I think it's a good advice. I'm also in the mid mid thirties and being an entrepreneur. I think it's a good advice. I think it's a good advice and I think it's important to follow it, you know, to try to follow it, you know, because I, I'm also coming from an athletic background, want to kill it, you know, very competitive, exactly. like yeah. no one's going to beat me, you know, it's all about working, like when I wake up, you know, 5.30, like the competitors yeah. are already up. So, exactly. I, but I think it's important to slow down. I think it's a good reminder, try to have a little bit more balance in life, a little bit more mindfulness and breathe, you know, breathe more. Take notice of things in life. Exactly. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah. Natalia, it's been such a pleasure. Where can people find out more about you online and where can they go to say hello to you? And is there anything specific that you would like them to check out? I mean, as you know, as LinkedIn unicorn, of course, you're going to find me on LinkedIn. If you, for some reason, are not on that platform, you can also find me on Instagram. On Instagram, you're going to find me under at ThinkNatalia because my last name is so complicated. Yeah, so check out these platforms. And for everybody who's serious about really, uh, you know, building that personal brand, I once again recommend personal branding with LinkedIn. It's available on Amazon for, I think, 13 bucks or something don't only read it please read it and implement take action because nothing is going to change if you just read it this is not how change happens this is not how successful people work they implement thank you very much for that natalia it's been a pleasure to have you on the show i learned a lot and i'm sure our listeners they learn a lot from you too yeah likewise it was so much fun thank you for giving me the space and if anybody has any further questions, you know where to find me. Just reach out. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Fika with Rice. I hope you enjoyed the show. Who do you want to have on our show? Let us know by sending me an email at frederick at absoluteinternship.com. And before you go, if you like this conversation, don't forget to subscribe to our show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, YouTube or Spotify to get to listen to more inspirational stories and life hacks. We we'll really appreciate it. See you next time and much gratitude for listening.